You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled Year of the GPS, Part 7. Enjoy. Hallelujah. Take us deeper, Father. We come before you this morning. Holy Spirit, we're relying on you to change us. We're relying on you for our strength, for our wisdom, for our direction, for insight into our lives. We're all in different places, facing different things. And we're relying on you this morning, Holy Spirit. We've left our homes. We've gotten our vehicles. We've come to this public place as your sons and daughters to worship you, to lift you up, to let everyone know how good you are, and to receive from you what you have for us this morning. We're living in the age of your grace where your salvation is abounding unto man and your favor is available to all through simple faith. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to manifest your presence in us in this place right now that every captive would be set free. The blind would see, the deaf would hear, the lame would walk, the healed would be made whole, that families would be put back together again that lives would be restored in Jesus' name. Amen. That's why we're here. Hallelujah. We've all left wherever it is that we live, and we've come here to be changed by God's Holy Spirit this morning. So our faith is engaged, right? We're, We're trusting in the Holy Spirit right now to do something supernatural in our lives. That's He's supernatural, isn't He? He's above the natural, and He wants to do something supernatural in you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Supernatural. Beyond what anything natural could do for you. You believe that? That's His desire. Jesus came, and He supernaturally redeemed us. He wasn't just uh, another remedy or another... Um, positive person in the earth. He was the remedy. He was the cure. He was the answer. And he's here right now in our midst. We're relying on him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for healing hearts right now. Our faith is in you. We rejoice in you. Thank you for your presence manifest here in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Well, we're so glad you're here this morning at Highway Church. Welcome. We've had some snow going on here in the uh, month of February. And last few Sundays, we've had some pretty good snow. But uh, we appreciate those who have braved the elements and we're here. And uh, today it's pretty clear. I hear we're supposed to get some more tonight. But that's all right. As long as it's gone by 4th of July, right? right. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got joy. God is good. Holy Spirit. Mm. Well, at Highway Church in 2015, we're focusing on being led by the Holy Spirit in our lives. We're calling 2015 the year of the GPS. And that stands for God's positioning system. You might have a global positioning system in your car, but we're talking about God's positioning system. Because the reality is that God has a prosperous plan for your life. He plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Regardless of how bad it's been, God wants to turn it around for you. 
And he has a system, a positioning system, that consists of two primary things, his word and his spirit. And he wants to lead you into the prosperous plan that he has for your life through his word and through his spirit. So that's what we're talking about. So we're going to continue in our series. And we said last Sunday that God wants us to live from the inside out. Okay? From the inside out. What do I mean by that? Well, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the greatest miracle, the most supernatural thing that could have ever happened, happened inside of you. God's Holy Spirit made your spirit brand new. That's what Jesus said to Nicodemus. He called it being born again. Okay? So when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, said, Jesus, be Lord of my life. I put my faith in you. I believe that you rose from the dead for me. Something supernatural happened. The Holy Spirit made your spirit brand new, and no one can change that. It's an unchangeable reality. And not only that, but the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, and no one can take him away. Isn't that great? So there's an unchangeable reality on you that the snow can't affect, that the conditions of this world can't affect. So God wants us to make our decisions based on the unchangeable reality of him inside of us instead instead of the changeable things going on in the world around us, all right? That's living from the inside out. Understand what I mean? So we're conscious, we're ever mindful of this new reality in us. We don't think of ourselves as the way we used to be. We're new people now. We're new creations in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away, and all things have become new now. We're new people living a new kind of life. Other people may not realize that, but that's all right. God knows that, and it's most important that you know that, all right? We're new people living a new kind of life. So we also talked about towards the end of of last Sunday... And these, all of these audio messages are available on, uh, at highwaychurch.us. They're free. You go to highwaychurch.us, you can click on the podcast button and, or the iTunes button, whichever one you want to use, and it'll take you to all our messages. And you can download them or listen to them online for free. Okay, so you can hear the previous parts of this series will help you tremendously to just get the word inside so that your faith can grow stronger. So we said that uh, recognizing, we talked about recognizing God's voice in our lives and, and learning to recognize the witness of the Holy Spirit. That's what uh, Romans 8 uh, verse 16 says, that the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. So God leads us by his voice, but it's important to understand when we say recognizing the voice of God, we're not talking about an audible voice like your ears are hearing my vocal cords right now. So your ears are picking up the, the physical sound waves that are going through the ear, into your ear, through the air, into your ear. But your ears aren't the most reliable way of communicating. Have you ever heard something 
that, that you thought someone said, but it wasn't really what they meant? Has that ever happened? Sometimes we can hear things that, that or, or we don't hear things that are said, right? There's a, an infinitely better way to communicate. And it's a spirit-to-spirit communication. Now, husbands and wives, or you may have a close, you may be able to relate to this, or you may have a close friend. If there's someone that you know really well, there are times when Jennifer can look at me, or I can look at Jennifer and know immediately what she's saying to me. And we haven't said a word, right? Because we know each other that well. And that's, that's a better level of, it's a deeper level of communication. It's a, it's a heart-to-heart or spirit-to-spirit communication. So what we're talking about, we talk about hearing God's voice in your life. We're talking about recognizing the witness of the Holy Spirit inside. God wants to lead and direct you in your life, and His Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit on the inside, all right? And when the witness of the Holy Spirit, when God's trying to tell you something, the direction that He's leading you will always be consistent with his character, okay? It will always be consistent with his word. The Holy Spirit will never contradict the word. He'll never contradict Jesus, the Jesus we have here in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, okay? It's always consistent. So last week, we're not going to go back through them, but I will say the references. We gave you some scriptures that you can meditate on that will help you recognize the character of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, in the Amplified. Check it out in the Amplified. Powerful. Um, Colossians three fifteen in the Amplified. Galatians 5, 19 through 23. And Philippians 4 through 8. And that's a powerful scripture there that talks about keeping your mind on things that are honest and just and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. It's very difficult to discern God's leading in your life if you're putting ungodly things in your mind. Very, very difficult. Very difficult. I won't say impossible, but man, it's close. And you're, you're bound to misunderstand what he's saying to you if you've got ungodly things coming in here. So that's why there's certain things on TV I just won't watch. And we, from the time our kids were little, if we did watch something on TV, like a sports event or something, we, we'd have our hand on the clicker. There's that last button, you know? So we'd go to like a, what was a safe channel, like HSN, well, I don't know how safe that is, but uh, or public television. And then we'd go back to our sporting event. And when the commercials come... Bang, we'd hit that last. Because some of the commercials, we don't want that stuff in our it, being presented to our kids or to us. So there's things we don't watch or things we don't listen to. Because we want to discern the witness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We want our channels clean. Okay? So very important. Because you know that, that the Scriptures teach us Satan comes as an angel of what? Of light. Sure. Why? To deceive you. He wants to, there are spirits trying to lead you that aren't from God. Satan has strategies against us, spirits of darkness, and they'll come as angels of lights with smiles on their face, telling you things that are appealing to you. But we don't listen to them. We recognize his schemes. We're not ignorant of them. Okay? Now, when the Holy, we ended last week by saying when the Holy Spirit leads you, he wants to always move you forward in Christ. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians 3.18. He wants to take you from glory 
to glory. In other words, from where you are now to a higher level. So we've all, we've all experienced God's love and glory and strength to a measure. But the Holy Spirit wants to take us into more of that. He wants you to experience more of his love than ever before. More of his glory and power than ever before. More of his provision. So the Holy Spirit's taking you higher. Amen. Amen. So, all right, let's, let's move forward. So here we are. Now, we're going to talk about something today that Jesus called the promise of the Father. And it's also called in the Scriptures the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a, a Bible subject. Now, you may have never heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or maybe you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. But if you've been in the body of Christ for a while, you probably know that this is one of the subjects that there's a lot of controversy around. People get fighting mad over this subject. And it's, it's, it's a shame because there doesn't need to be any controversy around it. The, and something that will help you to know that anytime there's a controversy around a subject in the Bible, it's not because of the Bible. The controversy doesn't come from the Scriptures. Why is there controversy around Bible subjects? Well, there's a number of reasons. The, mo the primary reason, though, is that we are in a spiritual warfare. Yeah. It, it's more fierce than what's going on in the Middle East. It's going on in the, in the realm of the Spirit. There are spirits of wickedness that want to destroy us and steal from us. So what one of Satan's primary strategies is to create controversy around this book and around the things that God has provided for you through Christ, like healing, prosperity, baptism of the Holy Spirit, because he doesn't want you to receive them. So if there are a lot of people fighting and arguing over it, some people just walk away from it and don't even, don't even go there. So spiritual warfare is one of the primary reasons for controversy. A, a couple other of key reasons are ignorance and unbelief, okay? Ignorance and unbelief. There are people who have been told things since they were children, maybe by their parents or maybe by the church they went to or by a pastor or a priest or a minister, and they just accepted them because someone in their lives that they respected told them that. And when they hear the actual words of Jesus or the Scriptures, there's a contradiction there, and they reject them because it's different from what they've been told. Okay? There are people that, that have come to conclusions in their lives based on what they've been through. And what they believe really doesn't line up with what Jesus says. So when they hear what the Scriptures say, they reject it because it's contrary to what they've believed for so long. Well, you know, at Highway Church, we're different here. We're not clinging to traditions that have been handed down from generations past. We're not clinging to something that our parents have told us. We're clinging to Jesus, the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Anything that he said, we believe. So the written word of God is what we hold on to is what we go to for answers. So let's go to the Word of God, and let's see what, what Jesus says about the promise of the Father. Let's go to Luke chapter 24. Because in being led by the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is paramount. It will absolutely change the way you live. 
Luke chapter 24. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to read verse 49. Now understand, this is after Jesus rose from the dead, okay? Jesus has already been crucified. He's risen from the dead. And he's about to ascend unto his father. And who knows who wrote the book of Luke? Anyone want to guess? Luke, yeah, that's right. He's known as the beloved physician, right? Dr. Luke, yes. So Luke chapter 24, verse uh, 49, Jesus is talking. He's talking to his disciples. He says, and behold, I send the promise of my father unto you. But tarry ye, that means just wait, wait in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Well, we see right now, just from the words of Jesus, that God wants us to live our lives with his power, right? He said, wait until you're endued with power from on high. Do you know God wants you to live your life with his strength? With his power, life was never meant to be lived in our own strength. We saw that last week in Philippians 2.13 in the Amplified. said, not in your own strength, right? For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire, right? To will and work for his good pleasure. So we see right away, Jesus says, I want you to live. I want you to receive God's power in your life. All right. So let's go to the other book that Luke wrote. Who knows what the other book is that Luke wrote? Acts. Awesome. Good job. Yeah, he wrote Acts as well. Those are the two books in the New Testament that the Dr. Luke wrote. Book of Acts, chapter 1. And we're going to start reading in verse 3. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. It says, To whom also the whom would be the disciples. To the disciples also he showed himself, that's Jesus, alive after his passion. That means his suffering. After he rose from the dead. By many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, how long is 40 days? That's almost six weeks, right? So we see right now that after Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples for almost six weeks. And what did he do during that time? It says he taught them, speaking to them of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Where is the kingdom of God? What Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. So he wasn't teaching them about streets in heaven made of gold. He was teaching about who they were in him. Amen. Do you understand that? Amen. He wasn't talking about some, some strange foreign things or some things off in the future. He was teaching them what happened to them when they put their faith in him. Okay? For almost six weeks. And we see that revelation unfolded later in the New Testament in Romans and Corinthians and so forth. The Apostle Paul wasn't there when, when Jesus was talking to them after the resurrection, but Jesus appeared to the Apostle Paul and gave him this revelation, okay? So it's important to understand that. Verse 4, 
and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, um, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit, not many days hence. Okay, so here Jesus is contrasting two baptisms. The baptism in water, which John did, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which God was about to do. Here's where some confusion comes in. When people think of baptism, usually what they think of is water baptism, because that's what they know or that's what they've been told. But actually, the New Testament teaches us about three baptisms. Yeah. The first and most important baptism is our baptism into Christ, which is by faith in Christ. In other words, when you put your faith in Christ, doesn't, no, no water around, you can be in the middle of a desert, you put your faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit immerses you in Him. He fills you up. He changes your spirit. And you are baptized in Christ. Apart from H2O, no water involved, okay? That's the first baptism. That's the baptism Ephesians 4.4 says. There is one faith, one Lord, one baptism. That's the baptism. The second baptism is water baptism. And all that water baptism is a symbolic act of what's already happened when we put our faith in Christ, okay? So when you go down into the water, that's symbolic of your old self dying and being buried. You come up out of the water, that's symbolic of your new self rising, being born again, being made new, okay? The third baptism is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus is talking about here. But this is another area of confusion where people get confused. The primary controversy around the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the evidence of it. There are some who say that everyone who puts their faith in Christ is baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then there are some who say that the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. Okay? Well, we want to go with the Scriptures to see what the Scriptures say. All right? So let's keep going. Where are we? Verse 6. Verse 6. But when, excuse me, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now look what Jesus says. Verse 7, he says unto them, it is not for you to know this. Okay? It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Earlier in his ministry, Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour except the Father. I'm pausing here because I can't tell you how many Christians I see spending time trying to figure this out. When is he coming? When is he coming? When's the last day? It's something we don't know. And he said, we're not going to know. No one knows that but the Father, Jesus said. I'm going to go with him. Now, being in the body of Christ for a number of years, I've heard many, or, or maybe not many, but enough of people over the years say, the Lord told me the end of the year is coming on such and such a day and such and such a year. The moment I hear a claim like that, I know it's not God. How do you know that? Because Jesus says differently. I go with Jesus. 
To be led by the Spirit, you've got to go with Jesus if you want to be led by God's Holy Spirit, okay? So Jesus said, no one knows that day or the hour. Now, we know we're in the last days. There's no doubt about that. But as far as the, 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 time, the moment he's coming, we don't know exactly, right? But we know it's getting close. Hallelujah. So that's important to know that, right? And even in our private rela- our relationships with each other, we want to be uh, cautious in how we talk to each other. There are people who may come up to you and say, I have a word from the Lord for you. That doesn't mean it's a word for the Lord. Okay? It's very important to understand that. I, very rarely will you ever hear me say, I have a word for the Lord from you, even though I might. Why? Well, a number of reasons, okay? First of all, if, if God has told me to say something, I don't need to tell anybody it's a word from the Lord. I'll just speak and let people decide for themselves what they're going to do on it. I don't need to add any authority to what I say. I'll let God do that. Okay, I just speak the word. And then it's up to people. Jesus didn't walk around saying, I have a word from the Lord for you. But everything he said was a word from the Lord. (laughs) Wasn't it? Sure. So sometimes people are trying to be spiritual, and they mean well. And it's not that they're bad people, and and they're they're trying to communicate something. Or sometimes they, they have a need for affirmation in their life. And they feel that if they have a word from the Lord, that they're, then they're, they're more important or significant. But listen, you're important, you're important to God. Right. Your significance doesn't come from what you do, but from who you are. Right. You're God's child. Amen. How important are you? He gave his son for you. Can't get any more important than that. All right? So we want to be cautious in the way that we speak to each other. All right? So if someone comes to you and says, I have a word from the Lord from you, right away, a little, little flag goes up inside of me. And I'll listen to what they have to say, but if it doesn't line up with the Scriptures, it goes into my trash can. I don't tell them that. But I'm not going to listen to it. See? And that's why it's important for you, every one of us, to have a personal relationship with Jesus so that we don't get misled. See, so if if on Monday I'm spending time with the Lord privately in my own life, I'm meditating on the Scriptures, I'm learning His promises, um, the Holy Spirit's leading in my private life, God will begin to show me things. He'll begin to lead and guide me. So if someone comes along and tells me the Lord has a word for me, but the Holy Spirit hasn't shown me that in my private relationship, sorry. If that doesn't line up with the Scriptures and the Holy Spirit isn't, isn't leading me in that way, I'm not going to go there. Very important. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So what do I do? If someone, if, and there are times, there are legitimate times. There are prophets is, is a valid ministry. Yes. Prophecy is legitimate, and we thank God for it. Yes. And there are times, praise God, when people have spoken, they did have a word from the Lord, and it lined up with the Scriptures. It lined up with what the Holy Spirit was saying to me, Okay. But uh, you, if I get a word from the Lord for someone, what, the way I usually handle it is I'll just be talking to them because there's a relationship there, or even if I don't know them, I might say to them, hey, you know, I, I was praying and, and you came to mind and I just wanted to share this with you and see if this helps you at all. Because if it's a word from the Lord, it's going to help them, right? I won't say it's a word from the Lord or anything. And then I'll say, and, and usually I'll share it and they'll say, Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, that's, that's a confirmation. Or, you know, it bears witness right. with what the Holy Spirit has already said to them. All right, that was a little pause for the cause there. Okay. All right, so where were we? Chapter 7, I mean verse 7? Did we read verse 7? Yes, we did. Okay. 
Verse 8. Let's read verse 8. But you shall receive power. There it is again. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. All right. Now, let me ask you a question. Were the disciples born again when Jesus said this in Acts chapter 1? They were. How do we know that? Well, we can just look back in John chapter 20. Let's go there real quick. John chapter 20. So they're born again, and he's telling them to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 20, verse 18. This is on the resurrection day now, all right? You know no one could be born again until Jesus rose from the dead. He was the firstborn among many brothers. So on the day he rises from the dead, he appears to his disciples. Verse 18 of John 20. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, what day is that? Sunday, right? He rose on Sunday, first day of the week. When the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. They thought they were going to get crucified. Came Jesus and stood in their midst and said unto them, Peace unto you. Well-being, wholeness, prosperity be unto you. That's what Irene means in the Greek. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there? Wouldn't that have been something? Verse 21, then said Jesus to them again, peace unto you, wholeness, prosperity, well-being. As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them. This is the resurrected Christ now, the firstborn from among the dead. And he says to them, receive the Holy Ghost. What just happened? They put their faith in the resurrected one and received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit entered them and made their spirits brand new and took up residence inside of them. They were born again, but they were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we see from the Scriptures, and we're going to continue next week on this topic because we just don't have time today, but we can see in the Scriptures examples of this. Where, where people are born again, but not baptized in the Holy Spirit, okay? Let's see how far we can go here. Oh, I know. We want to go more. Yeah. Oh. All right. So we're going to see this in the book of Acts. I'll tell you, next week's going to be even better. <laughs> but yeah, so we see this. So they're made alive. Their spirits are alive under God. But there was something else that God wanted to do in their lives. And, and we're going to read in Acts next week, because we don't have time this week. Because we get into it now, we're going to have to go for a while. All right? But we're going to read that what Jesus was talking about, the promise of the Father, was the promise made by the prophet Joel, or Joel, in the Old Testament and in other places. That he would send his Holy Spirit, he'd pour out his Spirit upon all flesh. Okay? So next week, you coming back? It's going to be good. Don't miss it now. But it's so good. I'm telling you, you're going to hear things maybe you've never heard before that will help you tremendously in following him and being led by his spirit. And then we're going to give you an opportunity 
next Sunday to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you haven't received it already, okay? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this time together. God, you are so good. You are amazing, and we love you, and we worship you. Lord, we receive your word this morning. We thank you for ministering to us right now. Yes. We're just going to take a few moments yes. here and let the Holy Spirit minister to us, okay? So you just rest in your seat and just receive from the Holy Spirit right now. Let the Holy Spirit strengthen your heart. Let him encourage you. Let him strengthen you. Let him give you direction. Let, it, let him ignite the joy of Christ in you. Hallelujah. We receive from you right now. Holy At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life he came to give you. We invite you to take God at his word, embrace who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Put your trust in Him today and taste and see how good He is.